Stay tuned after the podcast to listen to me and my dad. The Nerdball Network presents The Interviews with Lorenzo Melcher. This is The Interviews. Thanks for downloading. I am Lorenzo. With me today is... Teacher, mother, coach, Sarah Cannon. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Oh, not a problem. Glad to you, be here. When I asked you, um, at, at first I would assume you seem you would think this is like a sports podcast because the first thing you says the one year I don't win an NL championship. I know. <laughs> that I'm like, le- oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, that leads me to believe that you win the NL championship all the time. You know, it's we have been very, very lucky yeah. with with the athletes that, that we have in mm. Perrysburg. I've been very blessed. Um, oh my gosh, this is my 17th year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's a running joke. It, it's, you know, I don't even know what to say to it. But, <laughs> you know, my, my coworkers, they're like, oh, you're in the championship again. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's not me, okay? It's, yeah, oh, yeah. It's not me. Yeah. It's, it's the girls. Yeah. The girls work so hard, mm-hmm. and um, and and you know this year my my group, they went. Let me get these numbers right. <laughs> Thirty three and two in oh, two wow. years. Wow! And the only two games that we lost was my my final game of the season, <laughs> and um, when we were in the first round of tournament. Oh, so you lost in the first round. Well, remember, we on, they only took – we didn't do our regular tournament this oh, year. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. So they only took semifinals and finals uh, this year. okay. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is disappointing because you, you're, the groups you've had have won championship, a lot of championships, right? Yes. So this is disappointing, but you still have to – I mean, I'm assuming you were either the top seed or number two, right, going into it? Correct. Yeah. Yes, we were. I and, mean, it was still a great season. And, and that's what I told the girls. Yeah. And I, even though they don't, they don't have the plaque in front of them, yeah. it, that's, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it truly was a learning experience for, for all of us. Yeah. And, and I'm saying all of us because including me. Um, when you have such... A talented group mm-hmm. like I had, um, and I have had many talented groups, like I said. But this group, um, they had a lot of chemistry, and it was just amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. And when you see them play, you would you would get goosebumps. Yeah, it was that amazing. And you, with with that being said, you you get such high hopes for these girls as a coach, and you're yeah. like, we're we're gonna do this. And and we're gonna have this this perfect junior high career, yeah. and and never losing and being back to back championships and and not only that, they never went three sets. Oh wow! They always won in two on top of everything else. Wow! And and so it's so hard to step back, and that's the number one lesson that I learned this year was I had to step back and say, you know what, you guys, this is. It's not about winning in two sets. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about the W all the time. It's about okay, where did where were our weaknesses, and then where do we become better as athletes before you guys go on to the high school level? Yeah, where the competition's even greater. Yeah, the the hardest the hardest post game speeches are the ones after a loss. Yes. Um, especially when you've been really good, you have really uh, a lot of talent going through, it's it's hard because everybody wants to win. So what what can you say as a coach like let I got to deliver this message and sometimes it's sometimes it's as simple as you, you guys did as best as you could today, they did a little bit better, you know. And that's what I did tell the girls after our our, our round um, at Arbor Hills. It was first round of tournament, so we were in the semifinals, and it was it almost felt like we we let the the nervousness overtake us, mm-hmm. and you could see it on their faces. Yeah, and and the one of the, one of the main things that I said in my post match speech was, it's not about 
your athletic ability. It's not, in this particular case, it was us becoming emotional. Mm -hmm. And it was the psychological piece that came into play than than the than the actual skill set that these girls had, mm-hmm. um, so so that's where that overtook us, and that's what beat us yeah. in that particular match. So. And, and all that stuff is is you know great for you to for to bring that up to them because that's something they probably as eighth graders never thought of that part of it, and and especially for for not losing until their last two games, they've never had to deal with it. So to come out and say like, hey, this is a different aspect of the game. This is something you also have to think about. And it doesn't really come up until you see it and until they actually, you know, are affected by it. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's what so many of the parents came up to me and said that this is going to be one of those memorable experiences for them mm-hmm. because they're gonna remember how this felt. Yeah. And they're not gonna wanna feel this way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of feelings, how do you feel when you see the girls you coached go to high school and um succeed in and at volleyball and, and you know that you coached them when they were you know 13 years old and and then they, they're seniors now or whatever yeah. you know that's got to be really cool too it, it's so cool to see and to, to see how they grow in every aspect mm-hmm. you know um and and to see when i had them their weaknesses and to see them at that next level just the growth oh my yeah. gosh and uh, i'll you know i'll take this season for for instance um you know, I I was looking at one girl and she's an amazing DS and she was an all around player for me. Mm-hmm. And what's, what, what's a DS? I'm not familiar with volleyball. Defensive specialist. Okay. All so right. she was one of my main defensive specialists, um, as well as a setter and a hitter. I mean, she was so versatile for me that I really, if I needed her anywhere, sh- sh- she would do it hands down. Okay. And so um, at this next level. Um, she, she made varsity as a freshman and, um, now is one of the main DSs, um, for Laura and Mm. to see her just, I I don't even know the adjective that I want to use here. Mm. I mean, she just, the moment she puts her, her feet on that court, it's like game on, Yeah, you know? And I sat back and watched her in uh, the district finals and I was just like that's my girl (laughs) that's my girl (laughs) and it's crazy how kids that young can just flip a switch there's I I remember coaching some some kids in in, uh in football where it was a struggle sometimes to get them to practice well like just it looks like you're you're jogging what what are you doing? And as soon as the game starts, it's like a different person. So there was a few players when I was a freshman coach where I had to learn that, and I couldn't be on them as hard on practice because I knew that they were just going to show up. Yes. And that's what it sounds like with her. Like, it's just a different mindset. And, and you don't get that all the time. No. Yeah. And and so, and at my level that I have, they it's very hard for them to turn it on like that. Yeah. And, and so to, to see them grow and go on to that next level and to be able to, okay, it's game time. I got to get ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and cause you, I mean, we both know, we've both been coaching for a long, long time yeah. that in, you know, your pregame, you're, you're warming up, you're, you're messing around and, you know, but then the moment that, that you take that warm up off or, you know, or the moment that you step on that court, it's like, okay, this, we're going to go. It's got to change. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, um, oh, I had a question. No, I just slipped my mind. Um, so oh, what that was with it. When when I first met you, um, there was it may have been the the season, either the first season I met you or a season or two after that. There was a time where you coached both seventh and eighth grade. W- was that just for one one year that happened, or was it? <laughs> it was five, five years. I didn't realize it was that many years. It was. It was five. Tell me. Tell me. First of all, tell me the first year that I'd like to know how it progressed from your first year, your fifth year, because you obviously had to learn a lot in those in that time span. Your first year, when when it, it, I would assume it came like out of nowhere, where there was no coach, you're like, man, I got to do both this. Well, it's you know, <laughs> our our athletic director at the time, mm-hmm. um, we, we went through interviews, mm-hmm. and he and I looked at each other and said. Oh boy! Really? 
Because <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, even that, you know, junior high, I'm not going to slight junior high coaches, but even then, there, there may be some leeway where you don't know a lot, but you can Correct. learn, right? Yeah. So, so, so even for you to say, oh boy, like, <laughs> Yes. That must have been and and hard. so um so let me let me go back so after you know the, the rough interviews that we had um he was able to find someone young mm-hmm. uh 21 um and she we we decided that cuz her her knowledge was there mm-hmm. but she just didn't know how to coach okay so she knew the game um and so we we brought her on as my assistant and so what I ended up doing was I took both grade levels and I designed all of the lineups, all of the way that we're going to conduct practice. Um, so basically, she just was underneath my wing. Okay. Um, and so in hope that she's like, you know what, Sarah, I- I'm good now. Yeah. I think I can take my own team. Yeah. That was what the athletic director at the time and, and myself was hoping for. Yeah. Unfortunately, that thir- after that third year where I was hoping she would say that, she was able to advance in her career in nursing and couldn't come back. Ah, uh, okay. And then so um, with that being said, we kind of were, were, we were back to square one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's that I know there was times where I had to coach the freshman football team by myself on a two a day on, on a morning or afternoon two a days. And that was difficult. And that was one day. Can't imagine going through five seasons of organizing um, everything, basically. And, and and I'm going to be honest, Lorenzo. I felt like I was a ping pong ball. Yeah, you, know? you have to. And, yeah. and I was going back and forth between, um, you know, between the two teams, and um, you know, for for those girls to be resilient and to be flexible with me mm-hmm. of going back and forth. They were amazing. Wow. And um, when they didn't feel comfortable going to the assistant, they came to me. When they didn't feel comfortable coming to me, they went to the assistant. Yeah. And so, you know, on, on just certain things. I mean, obviously, there are times when, when junior high girls want the, the, youngers, okay, pers- yeah. <laughs> the younger one's perspective. And then, you know, and then myself. So, um, so the girls were amazing at that. And then finally, um, I was able to get... Um, a teacher came into the junior high hmm. and we I was we were able to convince her, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so now um last year and then this year I was able just to have the eighth grade team. Oh nice. And, so, and <laughs> such I would imagine such a weight off your shoulders. Um there was probably a some sort of transition where you you know, you had to, this person you had to coax out so there's a little bit of transition, but man, that's once once that season rolled around, you're like, I got one team. I, I know it was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this feels like. <laughs> and, and, and kudos kudos for her because not it not everyone can just coach, and, and people say that all the time. Like it, it takes somebody special to to understand not only whatever you're coaching, the sport you're coaching, but also understand the kids and the age group that they're at and and how they're going to react to certain things. So it's it's not everyone can just be like, hey, I want to coach, you know. And just like those interviews proved, like not everyone is capable of doing it. Right, right. It's it's tough. And then so many, you know, it's I, I see so many young ones today mm-hmm. at you know throughout the NLL, and I hope that once they get into it, I hope they have somebody to go to to learn. Yeah. Um, because that way they'll stick with it mm-hmm. and they'll learn to love it. And and I'll tell you what, I'm not the same coach now that I was 17 years ago. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm completely different. Oh, yeah. You know, I was 22, 23 years old when I, when I started and, um, and I learned underneath somebody else and you learn, you, you learn quick of, okay, what, what is coaching about? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not all about the W. And I will tell you in the very beginning of my career, I wanted that W. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted that. Oh, I'm yeah. like, come on, let's go. <laughs> I mean, I only coached three years as a freshman, but if someone asked me, what was your uh, record? I know, I know right now it's 24-3. Like I knew. You know, <laughs> um, but now it's like, you know, so, somebody will ask me, you know, your last year's team, w- what did you go? Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. Mm. Um, because... It's just not important to me. Plus, all those wins just run together. You know, <laughs> funny. <laughs> 
funny, funny. So, um, but it's, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you, you learn and you mm-hmm. grow and not just as an athlete, but if you get into coaching, you do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, we obviously do it because we love to do it. And, uh, I've said that before on this podcast, how much fun it is to coach, uh, you coach track, um, track, right? You're back at coaching track, aren't you? Yeah. My, I took a couple years off. Yeah. Um, my, my children are in travel sports yeah, and so it made it really difficult with, with my 12 year old being in travel baseball. Mm-hmm. And so I had to take a couple years off and then I was able to, to finally last year, like, okay, I can make this work yeah. and, um, and get back into it. And then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that a little bit. You're juggling what you have to do with being uh, a parent because it's it's difficult. And if you don't have the other parent or spouse or, or whoever's in, in the in the home on your side 100%, like, yes, you can do this. We'll figure it out. Then it's not going to work. You can't coach. And I always, I've told Andrea, my wife, every year is like a it's a one-year contract between me and her. If you don't want me to do it, then I won't do it if if we got other bigger things going on. So that has to be like your your home has to be under control, has to be with you in order to do it because it's it's a difficult thing to do with children. It, it is. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate that that last year and this year that that we're able to make it work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, now my daughter who's going to be 10 is now just starting her volleyball career and doing travel through TVC. Oh wow. And, and so, so now I'm like, okay, now I got my girl going. (laughs) So now I can already envision this of me, you know, coaching in the fall, Mm -hmm. coaching in the off season with, with club, and then, then going back to the spring with track, (laughs) you know, I would, I would, I mean, I just, I love the game. Yeah. And, um, do you coach uh, the club team? I don't, I don't No. How hard do you find it to not say stuff? My God, it's so difficult. (laughs) It is so difficult. And, you know, my daughter, she's not like me. Okay. You know, I I was the girl growing up, you know, all my best friends were guys. I'd be playing Mm. football in the street, you know. I was I was just that girl and I wasn't inside playing Barbies, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, it was just not me. Mm. Um, and so it's with Leah, she she's so she's very soft. She's very oh you know I it, it's she doesn't have an aggressive bone in her body yeah. is what I'm saying. Okay. Yep. And so um, I'm trying to to teach her and instill that aggressiveness because that's you just have to have a little bit of it to push yourself to get better. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be full blown aggressive, you know, but you have to have that balance. And, um, and I have found that at a young age, if you don't start to develop that, then you don't push yourself as much Mm -hmm. to get better. Mm -hmm. And so that's the conversation that as, as a coach of 17 years, and I've played the game since I was 11, I'm trying to help her see it in all aspects of don't let somebody come to your zone Mm -hmm. to get that ball. Yeah. That's your ball. You need to call for that ball. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it's so difficult to kind of just sit back and you know what, let her do her thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with Mateo when he, and it's flag football, but I'm not coaching his team. I'm out there looking and, and I'll even turn to Andrew. I'm like, I, I got to stop saying stuff. So I, now I'm, he's plays for the Bengals. Now the, really the only thing I, I say is I'll say to him like, Hey, use two hands when pulling a flag. I'll yell or I'll, or I'll just say, good job, Bengals go like, and, I, and I'll turn to her and be like, man, I wish they would do this or do that or something. But I, but I'm not the coach. I got to right. let the coach coach. And I also have to let the coach tell the players what he wants them to hear. Because, you know, if if Mateo comes to me and says, coach told me I should do this and this, then I'm not going to be like, well, you shouldn't do that. Right. You know, that's right. another thing that I have to w- work on. It, it hasn't happened as much because he just plays flag football and, um, and baseball. But that's the thing for me that I got to be like, okay, well, you, you got to listen to your coach. You know, you got to do this, got to do that. The only time I'll step in if it's something harmful, which I'm sure you agree with. But other than that, like. It's hard to it's let hard that, to turn it off. It's hard to let someone else coach your kid. <laughs> well, and and those, you know, when when coaching's in your blood, it's 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 there's really no off button, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and, and that's something that I'm constantly reminding myself when I'm watching Carter, Tyler, Leah, any of my kids, it's like, okay, I'm 
I'm mom. Yeah. Okay. I need to be parents. Yep. And I'm not coach right now. Yeah. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to relax and watch my kids. Yeah. And um, I, that is something that I constantly have to say out loud to myself. <laughs> I laugh at myself all the time because I, I say that stuff. And then, but then I continue. I'm, I'm getting better at just like at least not saying it out loud. <laughs> Same in my head. Uh, you were talking about being aggressive and, and teaching that and trying to instill that. I, I've learned that it's a lot easier to tell a kid to back off that aggressiveness than to say you got to be more aggressive. And that's why we try to tell the kids uh, when we're um, coaching football, like make us tell you to slow down, make us tell you to stop, go to the whistle, all that stuff, because it's harder to say, hey, you got to go faster. Well, that's as fast as I can go or whatever, or that's the fast my mind <laughs> wants me to go. So, so I understand like trying to teach that is, is difficult. Well, and it's, and it's something new that I'm experiencing because with Carter, he is like my clone. Mm, okay. He he is so much like me. And, you know, he is the one that, and it's in every aspect of his life. You know, he gets a 98% on a project. Well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Why did I not get that other 2%, you know? Wow, yeah. And, you know, with, you know, he's a, he's a multi-sport athlete. So he he does the football, he does the basketball, and he's like, he he constantly gets upset, mm-hmm. not with anybody else, with himself for not for for underperforming to his standards. Yeah, and and so on the flip side, I have to bring him down yeah. and say, it's it's not all about being the best. Yeah. It's about okay, are you better than you were the day before, mm-hmm. and are you improving? Yeah, and you know, are you putting that one hundred percent effort in? And, and as long as he says to me, you know, he's learning, he's growing, he's putting 100% effort in, and number and the number one, are you having fun? Yeah. And, and that's all I care about. And so that has been a, a continuous struggle for me to constantly get him to realize. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you of all people, Lorenzo, know how competitive Perrysburg is. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, it's very difficult for me without saying the words of you just, you have to give it your all yeah. because you don't know what your future holds. Only, t- only 12 make it, you yeah. know, or, or, you know, if he's playing, if he chooses to go out for basketball or, you know, there's only, only so many slots on that freshman baseball team. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm trying to teach him now, you, you've got to outwork everybody else around you. Perrysburg is that good. Mm-hmm. We have that many athletes that are fighting for those spots. You've got to be the one to try to outwork those around you in order to get one of those slots. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm, I'm teaching him is that a, your, your slot's never guaranteed. Just because you make it as a freshman or an eighth grader or a seventh grader, that doesn't mean somebody in the off season is going to outwork you and then take your slot next year. Yep. And so um, I, I'm trying to develop that mentality for him because we are in one of the best districts, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I'm he needs to realize that, you know what, you've got to push yourself. To, to be on this team and to be amongst the best yeah. if you want to be a part of it. And obviously those having that conversation with him is, is sounds like that's not a conversation you have with your daughter and every kid is different because even my son, he, he went out for a travel baseball team, didn't make it, which ultimately I think is good for him. He wanted to do it. Um, didn't make it. But he he is like your daughter. He is not super aggressive. He he was he was upset. But if it was your son that that didn't make it, it would it would have you know a volcano would have erupted, right? And right. But Mateo is different. Like he and and we know that. So we we're trying to let him do whatever he he wants to do as far as play sports or be in clubs and that kind of stuff. Everything that's available. But we know and I know at his age, I was the same way. 
I didn't get athletic until I got older. And he's and he's ex- my parents always tell me we're you're ex- he's exactly you at this age. You weren't athletic. You were kind of goofy. You didn't you know care if if you made didn't make a team or whatever. And that's where he's at now. So I'm just biding time to see what figure out what he wants to do because I can't have that conversation with him because it it won't matter to him. And and that's as far as parenting. That's that's the hardest thing is to you have to parent every kid different. And I wish we, I wish we could sit both our kids down and give them the same speech, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't. We have it's individualized. Just, just I'm assuming, just like teaching. There's, a, there's a lot of you can group kids together, but there's still a lot of groups, right? When you teach, and there might be these individuals that need individual time. Yeah, there's so many different levels, and it, it is like teaching. You, you know, even though I had, I had 12 girls on my court, there's you, I can't coach all of them the same mm-hmm. because they all they all need to focus on different things and they all take what i say differently and so um it, you're exactly right i mean it's you're you're trying to instill and teach based on who they are and then what they need to help keep them motivated yeah. whatever that is whether mm-hmm. it's clubs or whether it's sports whatever gets them involved. Be involved. Yes. And, and that's what, you know, I, I tell all my kids, my, and I'm saying all my kids, meaning my, my athletes, my, my kids at home and my students is that find your place, yep. find your niche and whatever that looks like. Um, because that is going to help you be successful, whatever you're going to be doing in life. Yeah. And, and, you know, you and I both know this, the sports world, there are so many lessons that sports teaches us that a classroom can't. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what I keep putting in the back of my head of, of why I think I'm pushing my kids so, so hard, Mm -hmm. um, because I learned all those lessons growing up. And it's made me who I am today. And I want them to be able to experience that as well. Yeah. Because I know how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, my goal is just to give them a fighting chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said when you were younger, you were outside always playing with the boys and everything. Did you, um, do you have other brothers and sisters? I have two sisters. Okay. I, Are- I have a twin. Oh, um, identical, and and then my older sister, who I also teach with okay. at, the, at the junior high. Yeah, because when you said that, I just assumed you had an older brother because my daughter, my daughter's like you. She's always outside playing in the dirt, picking up worms, touching frogs, all that stuff. But most of that is because her older brother does all that stuff, and she's right behind him all the time. The kids that they play with in a neighborhood that they've played with since for forever, they're they're older than she is by I think. I don't know, four years or five years. So she's always doing all that stuff, stuff, but stuff Mateo would never do as a <laughs> six-year-old. But that I just assumed that. But how did you get into all that? Then? So I was, you know, I grew up in, you know, a neighborhood um, in the Springfield School District. Okay. And um, all the houses around me, all boys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, one of my good friends... Um, um, Scott Hall, and he lived across the street from me. And I mean, he, he, it was, we played all the time. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, it was, he was like my brother. Okay. And, um, and so having all of those, just everybody around me was, was boys. And, um, and so I just kind of, that's, that's the group that, you know, that you I grew kind up with? Of, that I grew up with. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of why, you know, I'm not going to sit in the house all day. Yeah. So I see them outside playing. I'm like, I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> at, at, you know, at first it's going to be that way. Like this, this girl wants to play with us. But after a while, I'm assuming if you guys split up teams, they're like, hey, I'm going to take Sarah. <laughs> you know, she, <laughs> you weren't one of the last ones if I know you like I do, you know. Um, did you go to Springfield High School? I did. Oh, I gra- okay. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you when I graduated. <laughs> I figured it out. I did the math when you when you said when you started to, I don't know how many years. Um, I grew up around there too. I didn't go to Springfield, but I grew up uh, by Rogers. Okay, High yeah. School. I went to Our Lady of Lords, yep. you know, the yep. elementary school right there. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of friends that, that lived in, um, I had a friend that, 
Uh, I, I always laughed at the street name. It was Crans. Uh, it was the street down the street from like uh, Strawberry Acres. Oh yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know why it made me laugh. I don't know because I was probably because I was ten and it, made, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh, can you uh, obviously, uh, like I said, you're a teacher. We've been talking about that. Tell me how you're balancing teaching at home and being a mom whose kids also go to school from home. How how is that? So. Um... It's it's interesting that you ask that question today. I mean, it was it was tough um, because because recently, um, jun- the junior high you teach at junior high the junior high was um, hybrid, correct. And just recently, um, I think a week before Thanksgiving it was like a first full week, and now it's virtual, correct, right? yes. all virtual. And that's why I bring it up because it, it did change uh, recently. And I want to know like, and obviously you went through it all last year too, which was I would assume. Obviously, it was kind of new for everyone. So was, was there a big difference how you prepared last year to now? We are doing things completely differently than we did in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and myself and our administrators, um, and I have to you know, do a shout out for my administrators at the junior high because they are absolutely amazing. And they have developed um, this schedule where the kids um, follow their actual schedule during the day, okay. where we did not do that in the spring. And so um, this way, it keeps the kids on a schedule. They have to wake up at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to get out of bed. And, um, and they still, even though it's not in school, they still get to see everybody. They yeah. still get to touch base with their teacher. You still kind of get to create that environment. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what um, I, I told my kids today. I go, you know, we're, we're going to make the best of this. Yeah. We're going to make this the best remote to. learning ever. Yeah. <laughs> what, what subject do you teach? Science. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. Seventh grade science. And when I was in junior high, there was a lot of science that seemed to be um, um, like hands-on type stuff. And so how do, how do you correlate that now without being able to do that kind of stuff? And so we we have had to do some major adjustments because that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when kind of going back to the beginning of the year, you know, we had some restrictions where we couldn't share materials because yeah. I'm all about labs and lab groups and cooperative learning. And, and so we were not able to do that. So I had to completely change my whole method of teaching and presenting material because my kids couldn't use um, any of my equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we now, with remote learning, have had to, again, to do that adjustment. So I am trying to bring my my labs to life as much as I can through demonstrations. Okay. And so I have all of those recorded and my kids are able to see what they would have been able to do mm-hmm. if we were to be in the classroom. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's that's all I'm able to do. Uh, I was I was not a big fan of math and science growing up, um, even in high school. But the part of science that I liked, I never liked math. So sorry, all my <laughs> math teachers. There's nothing I like about math. The the part of science I liked was the actually doing stuff and and one science class I remember specifically is taken biology with Mr. English and he was he was a track coach at the time too uh, I did track in high school but he was a really good teacher and that's all we did was work in labs and watch cultures grow and use the microscopes and like all this stuff and I remember that and I like that because that's you get to be you get to do hands on stuff and and I've always been that way I can't look at stuff or be on a computer all day at work. That's why I work outside for, for a living. And it, it's, it's gotta, and, and it, and it stinks because that's the only way you have to do it. But I know there's some kids that just, they, I mean, you don't like it. You no. Know? So there is going to be kids that don't like it. No. And that's the one thing that I guess what, you know, when I was in my student teaching, I did my student teaching at Gateway mm-hmm. and I had the best cooperating teachers. Um, you know, I still talk with them to this day and, 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 I'm trying to, even though I'm in 17 years, you're constantly revamping to make things better. Yeah. And um, and so it's it was a major. Let me go back. It was it was those activities and those experiments that truly drew me in, mm-hmm. because it was funny because going into student teaching, I'm like, 
I'm social studies. I'm going to be a social studies teacher. I love social studies. I love history. I love everything about it. It's what it, it's what makes us who we are today. Yeah. And then science was my second half of my student teaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going back. <laughs> I am never going back. And then um, I did, I graduated in December and then I did some um, substitute teaching and then I was able to land this job for Perrysburg in the fall. Okay. And, and I've been teaching science ever since. Yeah. And um, I actually started teaching seventh and eighth grade. And I was that traveling teacher on okay. a cart. And I had to have all my lab equipment <laughs> on a cart and wheeling it from classroom to classroom. There's this train of carts going down the hall because you have so much stuff. I know. I know. <laughs> and then finally, when we had somebody retire, I was like, oh, my gosh, I get my own classroom. This is going to be an amazing feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, it's just, and just like you coaching, going from two teams to one, having your own classroom changed the game, I would imagine. Oh, my gosh, And yes. what you could do. I mean, even just like decorating your classroom. You know, I, I know yeah. I uh, my when I first went to school, I, I thought about being a teacher and I thought about all that kind of stuff. Like I I loved history, too. And that's what I wanted to go to school for. But all the all that little stuff that, oh, I get to I, I would get to do. I get to influence kids. I get to decorate the classroom. How I want to do it. And I thought of all this stuff. So I can imagine just getting your own space is just a. Uh, well, and it's awesome. just, it just makes it so much, it's just an easier flow. You get to have your lab set up already. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get all that done ahead of time where, where when you're traveling, you, you have to take the class time in order to do it. So whereas yeah. a lab could take you just one class period, you know, when you're traveling, it'll take you two, Yeah, you know, it'll run over. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's back up. Cause I, I asked two questions at one time and we took one, but how, how is, um, I want to go back to how you you are working with your kids also going in school. So it, it yeah, going back to that, it's been it's been tough. So we had to make um, designated locations yeah. for for everyone in the home, and and so uh, I have the basement. The basement is off limits. That's where I do all of my teaching, <laughs> and and Carter gets the kitchen. Um, he actually decided today, last minute, you know what, mom, I'm going to set up my own desk in my bedroom. And so he was able to make his own little setup. And then my daughter gets the office. Mm. And so, um, we all have our own locations. There is not one TV. There is not one device, um, besides the one that they're using for the zoom. Um, and, um, and, and it is nice and quiet until the day is done. Yeah. Um, that is the only way that I have found that to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my kids, they, they have their schedules out in front of them and they know exactly when they have their Zooms. And um, it's, it's just, you know, Carter had made the comment to me today, this is my sixth Zoom today. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, I know, buddy. That's a sentence you would never thought about two years ago. <laughs> and we didn't even know what Zoom was. I know. <laughs> that I, I last spring I looked at that stock price and how much it went up. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. how, how much and how fast it went up. <laughs> but you know, it's I've been very blessed with you know both. I, I have Carter and Leah. Obviously, the majority of the time with, they're with me and. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to do well. Yeah. They are people pleasers. They do not want to disappoint their teachers, and um, and so they they want to do well. So that is one little piece of the puzzle that I don't have to worry about fighting with. Yeah, and so um, they do very very well. So thank goodness for that, because <laughs> <laughs> their their mom was a teacher, so they better. <laughs> I, I that's funny you say that about good grades because I just had a conversation with a football player who was struggling in school and had some other issues. And, and I told him, like, if you – your job in high school right now is is to get good grades. If you get good grades, that's one less thing that your parents can be upset about. And then the other stuff you can work on. But right, the first thing, and when they ask you about your, your grades, are they good? Yes. Okay, then, then like I said, it's one less thing to worry about. And, and kids just – and I mean, we were both in high school at one point. There's so much stuff going on. You you know, my, my dad always told me, you're, just like I said, your job is to get good grades. And I didn't always get, great, get good grades, and I got punished for it. You know, I got 
I got my car taken away, and I was—I mean, seventeen-year-old getting his car taken away—that's pretty embarrassing. But it—but I—I then it was my fault. I had good good right? grades, right? That was my job. My dad told me that I'll—I'll I'll buy you a car. You get good grades, and just—just just like you said, it, it, it makes it so much easier for you because you got so much going on to know that they're doing well on their own. And I'm assuming they're as well organized as you are. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I have taught them well. Yeah. <laughs> When we do virtual Mondays, we uh, it's a little easier. Well, I got one in kindergarten, so she doesn't have too much stuff. But we usually can both put them at the kitchen table. My son always wants to be involved in my in, in Lillian's stuff, and we have to constantly tell him because I'm home Monday. So I tell him, "Hey, you got to work on your own stuff. You're going to be forever." But he just likes to be like a little teacher, and he wants to help her and stuff because he had the same teacher in kindergarten that she does right now. So he knows like, "Oh, we did that," or "I did that too." So he's always trying to help. But but this week. We had to separate them because they have their own Zoom calls. Gotcha. And they don't last as long because he's in third grade and she's in kindergarten. It's, I think, like 20 minutes to 40 minutes, something like that. But we had to separate them, and that makes it a little difficult for my wife when she's home because she has to work. When I'm home, I don't work. I, I'm, I can pay attention and help them, but she has her own deal, and I always try to tell her, like, hey, if you need me to stay home more, let me know because it, it is a hard thing to, to be working and try to manage school. It is. You know, especially is. if your kids are young. And it's something that, you know, as in coaching and, and any, I mean, any day is, is a new day. You yeah. don't know what challenges are going to come your way. Is Zoom the, not going to work today? Is the internet going to go out? Or? You know, I yeah. had students who, it was the weirdest thing. I had, I had students who were, were clicking on Zoom links, but then it was taking them to another class. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, it's just, you never know what's going to happen. Have it's you, like every day is a new day, and <laughs> what is what what challenges are going to come at me today? Have you seen any funny things in Zooms? Like, I don't know if junior high kids will, will mess with, like, play jokes on you or anything, but, or, or just stuff happening in the background. I saw someone, I forget who it was, someone posted that in the background of some, some kid's video, there was a cat throwing up. Okay, well, okay, so are we talking about background? Just or anything, talking, just anything. Okay, well, if Lorenzo, the kids you, did anything. you have coached junior high track, okay? <laughs> Do I need to say anything else? I'm just saying, like, what, what, is, what is something that stood out? I guess maybe you shouldn't say it because they might do it more. Uh, maybe we shouldn't even have this conversation. If they, if they hear this, I don't know if they will or not, but... Oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> I, I would imagine that that alone has its has its own, um, just its own world being yes. in Zoom. And um, just like they act up in, in class, I'm assuming those same kids are the goofballs on Zoom too. Well, and so, you know, th- th- since you brought that up, I had to disable my chat room because I had my kids just being goofy in my chat room. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, you guys, what are we saying here? <laughs> what What is going on here? You know, so, you know, lesson learned after day one, disable the chat room. Hey, at least it only took you one day to figure that out. <laughs> you coached, uh, well, you coach a lot of, you coach volleyball and you coach track. Do you enjoy watching other sports too? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have to tell you this. So, um, you know, I truly don't know if my son realizes how much of just of a sports fanatic that I really am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was I was watching some football the other day and he goes, Mom, I bet you couldn't tell me one of the best <laughs> running backs of all time. I go, okay, Barry Sanders. <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay, I got you. Okay, I'll give you that. And I go, don't you dare test your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I know more than you think I know. <laughs> And that, that'll go a long way as he gets older. Because I, I know one thing I loved um, was watching sports with my dad. Just because that's something, you know, have of interest. So so if you're interested and he's interested, that's something that you're going to, you know, carry forward. Um, are you a Michigan fan? Oh, god. I, I don't remember for sure. Yes. Okay. And the only I, I thought so because I saw a picture that Jackie Durr put on Facebook of you in Ohio State jersey oh, I years lost ago. Bet. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I don't even know whose jersey that was. It was number 47. I don't know who it was, but um, I, I just saw it today. You know, and so, I, and you know, I I don't know why I take those bets because it's like, 
I, I, it's, it's that, you know. It's the fanatic. It's, you, it's that part of me. It's like, you know what? We're going to take yeah. you down this year. You know, we're going to do this. We've lost 47 in a row, but this is going to be the it's one. It's going to be the year. <laughs> I know. And, um, you know, there, I remember that year specifically. And then I think I, um, one year I had lost to Drew Sims. I had to wear... <laughs> Uh, on an OSU shirt, and then I had, you know, I had to get my picture taken in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the worst, you know. And it's so funny that you you bring up Michigan because, you know, my whole family is from Detroit. Okay. And so, um, you know, even though my dad had got transferred here to Toledo through Owens Corning, you know, before I was born, um, they're all from just outside of Detroit, and so obviously. I was surrounded by all of my family members who were all Michigan. Yeah. And so um and so this year I finally said, okay, we need somebody new here. <laughs> I am ready. Look at these stats, okay? You know, somebody tried to make the argument with me the other day that you guys have had winning seasons every single year that he's been there. I go, it's not about the winning percentage. Yeah. It's about those higher-ranked teams, and we lose every single time. I asked somebody, because believe it or not, this is my my 11th interview, and I think more than half have been Michigan fans. And oh, I don't goodness. Know, and I don't know how that, that just – I don't know how that happened. But I asked I, – maybe it was Garrett I asked, and would you take a – would you take a one win season if that win was over Ohio State? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 been a struggle. And I, I don't like Michigan or Ohio State. I don't I'm I'm I like Texas, so I don't care either way. I just know that um I mean I'm inundated by it because that's where we live. Right. Um so it's it uh it's interesting to me to talk about Michigan because they are so so, I don't know if they're. It almost seems like some of those kids give gave up. And it's. I'm glad that you said that word because I was going to say something very similar. To me, when I watch them, it it looks like they're not invested. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what leads me to believe that they that there's something going on, or that, that they know something that that's going to happen. And they're like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL. You know, that's some of the rumor that's going around, you know, who knows. But um, it, it truly when it, it truly does look like they're just not invested at all. If he doesn't – if he's not fired or doesn't leave, and it would – what a disappointment it would be if he was back for another year, as far as I'm concerned. I, I just have no words. I, I don't know – I we brought him in to – to not only compete but beat the higher ranked teams. Yeah. And and more specifically Ohio State. Mm-hmm. We we have not done that. And so and, and obviously I'm speaking from from my opinion, but yeah. we we have not he has not done what we wanted him to do. Yeah. And so um I don't know who on the outside could look at this and say Yep, he's a keeper. Let's keep him. Let's <laughs> it, keep him one more year. Yeah, and and like I said, if that does happen, um, <laughs> what a, what a colossal disappointment because everyone everyone wants there to be some sort of change. Like there was a lot of people who were happy when Matt Patricia got fired because and and people said the same thing for Detroit. It looked like those players didn't care anymore. They didn't like him. They didn't want him to be there, and and they they got got rid of him. Yep. Are you a Lions fan also? You know, I I cannot say to you that I am one team in particular for the NFL. Okay. Um, and this is obviously this again. This is just me. I looking at college. It's just so different when when you see them play at the collegiate level versus the professional level. Yeah. Um. You know, I just don't enjoy watching the NFL as much. Okay. Um, and I don't even know how to describe it, Lorenzo. You know, no, it's, I, I get it. There's there's a know? lot of people, especially being a coach of younger kids who play the game because they want to play. Uh, the one thing I, I hear from people when say the exact, that exact same thing is they they aren't getting paid, so they're doing it because they love it, and these guys are getting paid. So, right. it's a little, you know, I can see that's why people don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just don't like it as much. Yes, and, yeah. and that's how I feel too. Yeah. 
with, with your kids being so young and involved in everything, um, I asked Coach Drews back the same thing. Um, do you do you guys have the chance to do um, anything uh, fun or vacation vacation type stuff, or is your fun just going to a baseball game or a volleyball game? Or it's, that's it's all it. sports, yeah, all summer long, <laughs> you know. And and I, uh, you know, and I tell them, I go, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, yeah, because this this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is we're a sports family, and this is where this is our fun, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and my kids don't complain. They, they love it. Even Leah, when we travel, you know, all over the state and, and when we go into Michigan, um, for Carter's, um, baseball, mm-hmm. um, it's, she, she comes along she gets excited. She packs herself a little bag, a snack bag, and she, she has her device and she goes, I'm ready, mom, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Lily, so, Lillian is too. When we go, we just go up the street here to watch him play flag football. She always brings some sort of toys or something to play with. And, and she, she usually doesn't fight about it as long as she has something to, something to do. Yeah, and I think that's that's the thing. I, I think there's even toys in my truck that are just there in case because she always wants to bring something. We're, we're just going to the store. I know I want to bring a toy, and she plays with it. And she just wants to play with it in the truck. So as long as she has something, she's she's yeah. happy. So with with you guys being so out there and active and being involved in everything, this being shut in just must make you guys be going crazy a little bit, huh? It, it's you know we tr- we try to find you know something. Mm-hmm. You know I will tell you that since last well spring yeah. um we have gained a lot of board games yeah oh okay? yeah we we our shelf is <laughs> quite impressive okay you don't need to go to Meyer. let yeah. me just tell you that you can come on over to the cannon household and take your pick <laughs> and, and those man those are so fun because we we do that too and the bad thing is, and and it may be this way in your house too, but my daughter is so competitive, it gets frustrating because she gets so mad at every little thing. Like we can't play if you're going to be mad all the time, you know. I can just imagine everyone over there just ripping each other's heads off trying to play oh Monopoly or something. So, have you ever played Exploding Kittens? No, I see that all the time. Oh though. my gosh, you're you're going to have to get it. Yeah. My kids love it. Hmm. And I tell you what, you know, your daughter will not want to get an exploding kitten. <laughs> and there's so much strategy to it because then you can, you know, when you get these clue cards, you can, like, you can, like, I would pass one off to you and mm-hmm. it'll say, okay, I have my choice to pick a card yeah. from your stack. Okay. And you have, like, these, um, like, some of these cards that are, like, um, I like 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 safe cards. Okay. So you will it will prevent you from having like an exploding kitten. <laughs> and like and then you try to pass off an exploding kitten to somebody else mm-hmm. and or put it back in the stack for somebody else to draw. Okay. And yeah. it's it's actually quite fun. The kids the kids will love it. So we, that's good. you're going to have to put that on your list to buy. Yeah, we will. We I think we're still looking for we're still looking for some Christmas gifts, but uh, yeah, um, we we do that a lot. Uh, puzzles too. We like puzzles. Uh, I'm a huge. I love Charlie Brown. Uh, the whole Peanuts gang. I I listen to that music, the Vincent Gallardi trio. I listen to that year round, um, and uh, so we put this huge uh, Peanuts puzzle together last year, and we did that um uh, that glued stuff you put on top oh yeah so then we put it like on a big board and stuff very cool uh, yeah we love doing that kind of stuff too but again like everything and maybe it's because my kids are younger but everything just seems to turn into a fight and it's so hard to like do stuff it seems like we're always like moving stuff around or switching stuff or even something like something to pick to watch tv it's so frustrating (laughs) yes definitely have been there yeah we did last weekend we we um sat them down i think Two nights in a row, we watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2, and they really liked that. Classics. Those yeah. Love it was, those. It was good. Now they want to watch Home Alone 3, which I'm a little apprehensive about because it's not the same kid. It is so. not. It is not the same. <laughs> it is just not. Yeah. But, but they they want to watch it. So I still think gonna... to this day I have not watched it. I don't think I've watched and it either. I, and I, I think, think there's, there's a number four. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I haven't watched that one either. We, we talked about that. Me and Andrew talked about that uh, on our 
on a, another episode of the podcast where we both didn't know there was fourth and and I look I don't remember what it was but I looked it up and the premise was pretty ridiculous like they were like grasping at straws to figure out okay let's uh let's keep this franchise going what else do we got right right <laughs> oh man well I think that's it Sarah I uh, I appreciate you coming out to the podcast uh sitting in the cold garage studio no we're, problem we're trying to I'm, I'm trying to make this better eventually um Andrea Andrea She's uh she's the best. She even said I jokingly said, "You know what we should do? We should wall part of the garage off and make like a little studio." And she just goes, "You should do it." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> let's wait a little bit, you know." That's she, awesome. She's all about it. So, um No, but thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was uh it was fun and um I I I say this after all the podcasts too, like I know, I've known you for a while, but it's fun to sit for an hour and talk and find out new stuff cuz I mean, just like you said, with with teaching and coaching, you you always learn want to learn new things, and it's cool to learn new things about our friends. So yep, that's per- yep, yeah. hands down. Yeah, well, thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you to my guest Sarah Cannon, mother, teacher, coach, for joining me on the podcast. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Real JP Multimedia. For all your audio visual needs, visit realjp.com. R e e l j p dot com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, I'm gonna ask you like um I'm gonna ask you like Go ahead, you can ask. What do you what do you wanna ask? So, um what do what did you do on the podcast? So I just interviewed my friend Sarah Cannon. You she, did? Yep, she's a um a teacher. She's yeah. she's a mom and she coaches volleyball. What what class does she teach? She teaches science. Science? Does she um? What class is it? Um, like what grade? Oh, um, I think she said eighth grade. Eighth grade. She used to do both seventh and eighth. Seventh and eighth. Yeah. Well, um, wait. Is she do? Is she still doing seventh? I think so. I can't remember. Cause Nolan would get her then. Nolan would get her. Cause she he's in sixth grade. Wait, so, uh, wait. I thought Nolan was in fifth grade. He's in sixth. He's in sixth grade? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So he might have her. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe. So when we were, when I was doing a podcast, what you were you doing? I was doing a scavenger hunt. Oh yeah? How how was that? Good. Um I read I barely read the words and then we didn't get a prize at the end, just a little note. Oh. It's still fun. Yeah. Did you get to see um did you get the candy? Today, that lady left? Yeah, I got M&M's again. I M&M's? Got, I got two yellow, and there's six, so I got two yellow and one um, red. Oh, so you and, you and Mateo split the M&M's? Yeah, but, oh, man. What? I, I, wait. What? Uh, oh, what? man, I forgot to save the um the red one for last. I ate the, um, <laughs> it's either, yeah, it's red M&M. But did you know that all M&M's taste the same? They do. Don't they or no? Well, um, sometime. Yeah. Should I turn back on the light? No, it's fine. We can oh, still okay. see. We don't need to see really that well, okay. but we can still see. Okay. Um, what was your favorite part of the scavenger hunt? Which, do you know? I, Did you have a favorite part? I liked going to the bathroom. Going to the <laughs> There was no. a note in the bathroom? Oh, yeah? <laughs> it, it would show the picture of poop. Uh, <laughs> and you knew exactly where to go. <laughs> yeah. But what if you went? If we were supposed to go outside because that's where Texas poops. Or did you know? We know. Oh, okay. It wouldn't be outside because it was dark. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, we had last light, so. Yeah. That's it's really not glowing in the dark. I would just call it like dark. Dark. All right. How was your school day? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm I I finished before Mateo. Wait, no, he finished before me, but oh. he had another homework to do. It's called um black thing it's called black thing some i don't know what the other word is yeah. but it's like um it's like um like watery oh, ooh black yeah ooh black yeah. and then it's watery at first then we put our hands in it then it was like all getting mushy and then oh. mateo dropped some even on the drawer where all the stuff is oh, no. and on the carpet but i but on the carpet it, it it didn't really stick to it since it was like all getting like all dry oh. and did it stick to a shirt yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get in trouble? No. no. I didn't even I didn't even know that. <laughs>
I did not even know that. That's okay. That's okay. How was uh, uh, we had euros tonight for dinner. How was it? Did you like them? <laughs> you didn't like euros? Well, I do like euros, but I don't like eating them. Oh uh, wait, so so you don't like them? But I but I I do like euros, but I don't like eating them. Oh, you like what? Just looking at them? They look like bacon, so I like looking at them. Yeah. You had a bunch of fruit too, huh? You had a lot of fruit. I st- I um I had grapes for for um an an earlier snack from afternoon snack, so I can still have my afternoon snack. You haven't had it yet. Well, we better. I go had in. grapes. Oh, okay. Well, we better go in because it's so that way you don't run out of time to get your afternoon or snack. Okay. Mm, what's that? We can do. We can what's, be this next time. What's that up there? That's that looks like glass for the windows. What? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. They just haven't been up there. <laughs> All right. Well, we better go so you don't miss your after dinner snack. Okay. Can you say goodbye? Bye-bye.